I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, every booty. Ooh, I see what you did there. Is it is it because it's anal August? That's right. Uh, it's one of my favorite months, anal August. Also because it's AA and you and I are AA. So like it's all the A's. Like yeah. A team, what's up? But this one we called prostates and buttholes, which I love buttholes. the change up. I love buttholes. And it's not just about the hole, but it's like what's inside the hole. So this is all about anal for everyone. And then there's also prostates, which is for penis owners. And everything just is so applicable. Like when when Charlie's talking about prostates, it actually applied to G spots at oh, times. Yes. It was it's amazing. He's so. been an incredible friend, and I feel so much closer to him than just a guest on our show. And he was on our show, I think the last time was a few years ago, yeah, pre pandemic. And this show just was incredible. Yeah, I I learned something from him, and I thought I knew everything about buttholes already, but I guess I don't. No, you don't. Well, before we start with one thing, I just want to. Give a shout out to anyone out there that wants to go to Costa Rica for the Shameless Sex Retreat. Go to our website, shamelesssex.com, to check out the details. There is only room for one more. Well, there's a room. A shared room. Shared if you room. Want it. One room left. One room left. Dun, there's dun, room dun. for one more room. So check it out. And there's even payment plans. If you don't have all the funds right now, yep. you can pay as you go. Come join us early November. Go to shamelesssex.com. There's a fun video on there to learn all about it. Uh, okay, everyone. Guess what? We are going to be on Instagram live next week. That's Tuesday, August 15th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And we are doing this Instagram live maybe for 20, 30 minutes with the embrace it's not foundation but it's embrace organization i always call it a foundation but it's it's a it's an organization and this is an organization that we are very very passionate about if you heard recent episodes uh the soft cock episode was with someone who works with embrace also the episode on surrogate partner therapy that we did maybe two months ago and we are going to talk all about things related to sexuality surrogate partner therapy and just come join us because you can hang out with us live it's going to be really fun so go find us what is our Instagram handle, Shameless Sex Podcast? Yeah, all of our handles. If you want to find us on TikTok, Facebook, IG, anywhere. Yep. Now that Twitter's not Twitter anymore, it's X. Uh, we don't really do much there. <laughs> we're but not really Xing much. We're not Xing anymore much, yeah. uh, but we are Shameless Sex Podcast. Yeah, and this is a way to connect with us live. So come join us again next week, Tuesday, August 15th, 1 p.m. Pacific time. And so the Embrace Foundation, well, it's not foundation, Embrace Organization, uh, we are really passionate about uh, what they're, the work they're doing. And you can learn more on the various episodes that they've been on or if you come to this event next week. Uh, but we are work, working with them and there's free giveaways if you donate as little as $5 to this wonderful organization. So what do they get for $5, Chip? What do they get for $5? $5. You will get 
25% off Hot Octopus or 20% off Pure Pleasure. Ooh, purepleasureshop.com. That's extra 5% off purepleasureshop.com products. Anything that you buy on the website, we have a shameless sex section. Just yep. you can click on it to see our favorites or you can get any of your personal exploration yep. ideas that you want. And the 25% of Hot Octopus is a great deal. It's actually, that's like some of the top. That's like of high as it gets. Yes. Yes. So, and guess what? You're donating money to save money and you're giving it to a great cause. Okay, what do they get for $10, Chip? $10. You get full access to Amy's Orgasm 101 class, which is usually 20 bucks. So that's pretty much half off. It's a great deal. And so again, donating money, getting a great uh, workshop. Okay, what, what about $100, Chip? $100. Well, then you get the full access to our Wild Woman Workshop series, which Amy and I recorded, and we put a lot of time and love into that. It's more than $200 value. It's around $200, but it's probably worth much more because you can use it again and again and again and again. Yep, exactly. So please, please, please go to Embrace spt.org slash gifts and that's where you can learn how to donate or just embrace spt.org to learn about their found their organization yes <laughs> yeah it's a foundation too and one last thing when you go to our website when you want to go to our website to check out the retreat stuff or to pre-order our book Ooh, yeah, because our too. book will be out november 2023 and anyone that pre-orders you just click on our book uh basically it's the the cover of picture. our book you'll yeah. see it it's it's turquoise it's beautiful there's some sheets on there you will get a free gift that amy and i spent a lot of time on on spicing up your sex life we might be wearing lingerie in this video yes and yes. clothes in some of it and lingerie in other parts of it. i get to massage april's body it's pretty awesome hey don't give away any sorry thing. not sorry okay uh ready for a sex question yeah my partner male and i female currently live about over an hour away from each other and are looking for toys we can use to play together on the nights we are apart. Budget is definitely an issue for both of us. I like toys that have both clit stimulation and penetration, and he has not had a toy on his own before. Thank you. I love these kinds of questions because it's an, it's a blank canvas that you can paint with yeah. so many different colors. Yep. Colors meaning sex toys. Sex toys are colorful uh, because they come in all different colors, shapes, and forms. Okay, so this person specifically specifically asking is I like both clit and so external and internal stimulation. I don't know if that means it's at the same time, like a dual toy or I like things on the clit and also inside at other times. So we are going to give you an array and we're talking about your partner here. So we're even going to talk about toys that your partner can use your uh, penis owning partner. So Chip, tell me about the penis owning toy first. I want to know about that one. So, uh, we're, so we're talking about Bluetooth technology, so right? Bluetooth technology, you can you can check out, so there's the Pulse is our patented, Hot Octopus's patented penis toy. And the Pulse Interactive, it's a solo interactive, has a Bluetooth chip that you can use from an app that's free. And you can not only get a bunch of content so you can feel the sensations of your favorite porn star, but you can also use that with a partner who can control the, vibr well, it's actually pulsating patterns for so you. Wait, can I use it on you if you had a cock when I'm in Kentucky and you're in California? Yes. Fuck yes. And awesome. there's also other toys that are compatible with it. So if you own a vulva and someone else owns a penis, like the sex questioner, then you both can feel the stimulation together, even if you're not in the same area. If you're an hour away, if you're 2,000 miles away. Perfect. Well, with that, we have a number of other toys to talk about. All these toys can be found at purepleasureshop.com. If you use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX, you get 15% off. And if you donate $5, you can get 20% exactly. off to the Embrace. That's all. That's the, uh, the Embrace organization. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's even better. Go get a better discount by being a nice, awesome human by donating money to the Embrace 
organization. I have to look at April every time I say that. Okay. So some other recommendations, a couple of brands. One is Oh My Bod, but it's my spelled M-I and it's all one word. O-M-I Bod, B-O-D. They have a number of products. Uh, A lot of them are more so external use. So like on the external part of the vulva Uh, and they can be controlled also with that Bluetooth technology on an app where you can be wearing it even out in a nightclub. The panty vibes. Yeah. It could be in your panties and your partner is vibrating you from across the room or like in, you know, 90 miles away. It's actually, it, it's, it's pretty ergonomic where it sits nicely and the, and the, the panties that they, yeah. that they provide with the toy fit nicely and it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of fun. Like I'm dancing in the club and you're vibrating me with something that is on my clit and no one knows except for me. Also we vibe. We've talked about we vibe like 5 million times. Well, podcast. they've been around forever and they're, they are kind of tried and true and kind of the innovators of the couples I'm doing air quotes because you can also use this on your own, but the couples toy where as a vulva owner, you can wear part of it inside. It's like a little C shape thing and it clips inside. So one part's on the G spot with one motor and then it clips around as another motor. that's even more powerful on the clitoris and this also works with bluetooth technology where you can be wearing this and your partner can be stimulating you from far far away or at dinner or at dinner but also WeVibe makes other things not just for vulvas so you can get the WeVibe bond which is a cock ring that works in the same mm. way with bluetooth technology so your partner could be wearing that also the WeVibe ditto which is an anal plug that uses uses the same bluetooth technology so there's all kinds of things the world is your the sync bluetooth two, oyster the, the sync two is the c-shaped one that's like yes. the, sync the two. newer version because mm-hmm. they have older iterations but the sync two is kind of elevated so yes. i love that elevated and sync not like sync in your kitchen it's s-y-n-c <laughs> i didn't even so, think about that yeah sink to everything in the kitchen sink yes and then oh we have a podcast episode all about this kind of topic and i think toys are kind of in it but episode 147 is about how to master long distance oh, relationships yeah. do you remember this one i think she was good i'm pretty sure that they said that you could wear your panties for like a day or two and they're they, they have your essence and then you mail it to your partner there was also a ton of other good tips yeah that i remember i've used other times like writing an article for a magazine or something we've used some of the tips from so this. so many in there and so some of them are sex toys but a lot of them are not they're like free things that you can do to stay connected in a long distance relationship uh, no matter how far away you are i mean i guess mailing something to australia from california might be hard but you know what it'll get there someday and it'll be worth it and if budget's an issue which this person said it was for both of the people then maybe free panty mailing there you go it's not free to mail but it's free to wear your panties and send them exactly and uh yeah the mail would depend on the mail but uh maybe you could get the oh my bond panty vibe and then mail the panties after you wear it it, after they're vibrating you in it and you wore it out exactly (gasps) and then you you could use the vibrator without this yeah you can use it with their hands panties right and you can slip it or slip it into the little compartment in most panties so there's so many things if you need some free things like some free tips go listen to that podcast episode if you want to buy some toys here's some recommendations again go to purepleasureshop.com use coupon code sex get 15 percent off but if you go and donate to Embrace, you get 20% off. So I mean, five bucks everyone is wins. less than a coffee. $10 Seriously. is less than a sandwich. And $100 is less than gasoline these days for Jesus. filling up a, a, driving, a yeah. 10 gallon or more tank. Not my hybrid. So, not my hybrid. Go. So just uh, uh, maybe incorporate that. And philanthropy is a really great way to feel good about yourself 
and helping others. All right. You ready for a bio? Yep. I love Charlie, by the way. This is great. He's awesome. Charlie Glickman, PhD, is a sex and relationship coach, a somatic sexuality educator, and an internationally acclaimed speaker. He's been working in the field for over 30 years, and some of his areas of focus include sex and shame, sex positivity, queer issues, masculinity and gender, and communities of erotic affiliation. Charlie is also the co-author of The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure, Erotic Exploration for Men and Their Partners. For more information about that or to learn about his coaching offerings, visit makesexeasy.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here with repeat guest Charlie Glickman, PhD, and also dear friend of ours. Uh, he has been on our show, I believe, two times. The first time was episode, I remember the number, 11. It wow. Was, you were probably our second or third guest that was in ever. 2017 in a hotel yeah. room in Salt Lake City. Yes. I remember that. And it was about prostate. Because the prostate play. people kept knocking on the door, and we're like, no, no, we're, we're talking about butts right now. Leave us alone. And then the, the second episode was, I also know that number because it's in our book and it's, it's called Awesome Anal, uh, Awesome Anal Sex or something like that. And it's episode 108 because 108 is a special number. Charlie's like, I got 108. Like, yeah, you did. And 11, 11's in a little while. You get the lucky numbers. Wow. I wonder what this one will be. Do we know what number this one I is? I think it's going to be 341. So, okay. I mean. I keep thinking we have 350 episodes. No, because the bonus episodes oh, we do. Bonus, so we do. Okay, got it. Yes. So uh, anyway, so we love Charlie, dear friend, uh, someone that we turn to for our questions, all things uh, anal, especially, but also April and I have personally worked with Charlie as clients when we were going through our own relationship and sex stuff. So yes. we can attest to how awesome he is. Today, we're here to talk about prostates and buttholes, but it's not just the hole, everyone, it's all the things inside and basically anal sex and pleasure and health uh, will probably come up as well. And it's anal August. Anal August 2023, one of my favorite months ever. Okay. <laughs> So you all heard a little bit about Charlie in the intro already, but Charlie, can you please tell our listeners a little bit more about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Ooh, it's a big question um, because I have been a sex educator since 1991. Wow. Um, but for a long time, I was doing, I was writing and I was teaching and I was doing more like the sort of intellectual approach to it, talking about sex. Uh, for the last nine years or so, I've been a somatic sex educator, um, also known as sexological body worker, which means I get to do hands-on work with people to, uh, to help them explore pleasure, embodiment, staying present during high states of arousal, all kinds of fun things like that. And I've really found the hands-on work has changed how I talk about sex. So I sort of feel like I had two radioactive spider moments. One of them was back in 91 when I started on this career. And then one of them was in 2014 when I started doing the hands-on work. So I guess that makes me double Spider-Man, which is awesome. Hence your new right. tattoos. Yeah. Well, new and then you also did the somatica training too, which is a different form. Yeah. I mean, you're like, you're like, quad, I don't know. You, I think you're lots more than two, than more than two Spider-Mans. Well, that's fair. Maybe that's fair. Because I've also <laughs> done somatica, which is somatic coaching. 
and trauma release exercises, which is a body-based approach to releasing stress and trauma in the body. And I just love learning about this stuff. And in the last five years or so, the field has really expanded our understanding about the nervous systems, about how bodies work has really expanded in ways that nobody was expecting. So uh, yeah, I do feel like I'm just in a continual learning process mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. And you are also such a teacher. So that's a thing. But we're all teachers and students in our own ways, right? It's it's, it's a constant true. evolution for sure. But I just value and respect you very much. And I'm so happy to see you again. So as we kind of opened, it's anal August. Very exciting time. And I love the term butthole versus sometimes it's fun of it just it just for me it has like this yeah this whimsical fun um light and playful it is yeah it's it's sometimes because you say anal to some people like whoa but if you say what about your butthole they they (laughs) might interpret that differently that's not my question so but let's get the party started by talking about buttholes okay specifically i'm included in this why so many folks are into anal stimulation please share Ooh, so let me talk a little bit about anal anatomy. And this is stuff that I've learned since the last time we've spoken. So this is all pretty new, at least relatively new for me, which is that, okay, so sperm meets egg and cells start to divide. The first cells that form are undifferentiated. They, they all look alike. And then after a little while longer, the cells start to differentiate and take on different body parts and develop into different organs the very first cells that differentiate become the anus. So and we then, start as an anus, basically? So, so, we, so, so we, we start as an anus. This is true for all mammals. I think all vertebrates, but definitely mammals. And then it kind of pouches in and expands to the other end, and that becomes the mouth, and then everything kind of grows around that tube. Ah. So we all start as anuses. And I think this is relevant for a couple of big reasons. Uh, or buttholes for those of us who prefer that term. But I think this is important for a couple of reasons. One is that I really consider the anus to be the first chakra for the people who use that language. You know, the first chakra is often talked as being about um, safety, physical health, emotional health, financial security, you know, stable living situation, everything that goes into home and safety is the first chakra. And it makes sense to me that that's where we all started mm-hmm. because everything connects back to that. And and one of the ways that this shows up, if a cat or a dog gets scared, I'm sure almost everybody has seen this, they tuck their tail between their legs to protect themselves. Human beings do the same thing. It's just that we're standing upright and we don't have tails to make it visible. And yeah, I get that there's butt plugs with tails attached to them. They don't work the same way. There's a little difference. Some, somebody <laughs> always says something and I was expecting it to be Amy. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to head that one off. But, but the reason why I think this is really valuable information is that it highlights how important safety and relaxation are to making anal play fun. And then on the flip side, if you do enjoy it, a lot of people report that it creates this deep sense of relaxation afterwards. And they're just like, oh, I can finally like take that backpack off and set it down that I've been carrying around all day. Anal play is a marvelous way to tap into the body's ability to relax 
Mm-hmm. Can you oh. elaborate on this tucking of our, well, our proverbial tails that don't exist thing? Because I sure. do you mean, do we clench our uh, clench like the anal canal or something? Or what? what is this? Now I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pelvic floor, actually. And mm. there's a reason why people who are stressed out all the time are called tight asses. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. And, <laughs> and what do we sometimes call someone who annoys us is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Or a pain in the neck, right? Because either I'm clenching my teeth because I'm so irritated by you, or I'm clenching my pelvic floor because you're stressing me out. So I'm literally feeling some sort of tightness and pain in yeah. my body when I'm in this either uh, stressed or unsafe feeling space. Do you, have exactly. you recognized you doing you're, you doing that? I have to, but I'm gonna start paying attention. I am too. I'm I mean, I can feel the tightness in my body. In like my I feel my whole body. Sure. I, can, I can feel like my whole body is tight and rigid, but I'm not paying attention to my ass or pelvic floor yeah. in it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to pay more attention to that right now. I feel really relaxed because I love you guys and this is fun. Uh, and Charlie just spoke directly to my asshole. Thank you so so much. For that. <laughs> or your butthole. As the butthole. Case may be. Oh yeah. We had that asshole to that one. And just to take this one, one step further to go a little deeper. So the anus has two sphincters, the external one, which is the first one that you can touch, right? If you're sticking a finger in that one is controlled by our voluntary nervous system. So just like, you know, I'm moving my arm now using my voluntary muscles, that's the external muscle. But the internal muscle, which is about an inch, inch and a half, or call it, you know, two and a half to four centimeters for most of the civilized world, the internal sphincter is controlled by the autonomic nervous system. That's the part of our body that controls heart rate, pulse rates, pupil dilation, skin flushing, all of those automatic things that we never want to think about. Um, But what I have found is that people who are stressed out, if they're open to the possibility, anal massage, if you take the erotic energy out of it, you take all the sexy energy out, you're just treating it like you're massaging somebody's back or their leg injury or whatever. I've literally had people fall asleep because they suddenly got so relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, which uh, says something about how important this part of the body is to our nervous system. Yeah. April and I are both like loud and proud. We love anal sex. Um, we like anal stimulation with fingers, with anal safe sex toys, um, with mouths, and with homegrown cocks. But like, I know why. why I got into it. And for me, it was a little bit more of like the taboo seemed really hot when I was like 17. I was like, I really want to try this anal thing. And so I want to just because I think a lot of people think that anal sex isn't pleasurable or like they don't really understand why. And it isn't just the taboo, everyone. Like I think for April, it really is just like April. April, you said some of your best orgasms are from anal, right? Right. And I almost almost I almost always have to incorporate some sort of anal stimulation now, even if I'm receiving vaginal penetration, because it just amplifies my orgasm. Yeah, because well, because the anus has a lot of nerve endings, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess this is my two part question. They're kind of unrelated, but is that can like, can we explain a little more about like the pleasure that is possible through anal play? And then for folks who are either new to it, or maybe they've had some not so great experiences, which is going to be our next question about those. Uh, and then w- I just want to correct uh, to understand better when you say the two sphincter muscles, they have the one that is voluntary and involuntary is the, the voluntary one's kind of the anus is the involuntary one still at the end of the anal canal before the rectum or is it further in? You're correct. It's okay. the, the internal muscle on the inside of the anal canal. Okay. So it's still like that tight area before you open to the abyss of rectum. And that's the one that we don't have the, the voluntary control over. 
Yeah. Okay. Got and it. and by the way, just since we're talking about it, here's the best way to get that muscle to relax. If you've got your finger inserted and like the external sphincter is around your finger and you can feel the inner muscle right there, all you got to do is this. It's a wiggle. wiggle. A wiggle. Like a wiggle. Tiny, 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 tiny wiggle. little tickles. Like you're tickling somebody's nose ah. Ah. with no fingernails. Just tickle that inner muscle. And usually within about 15 or 20 seconds, it just relaxes. Interesting. That's it new for me, up. putting that oh, in my toolkit. Well, and yeah. that's, that's, that makes sense because when I've, a lot of times when I'm starting to have penetrative anal sex, when the cock's starting to go in my ass at first, I'm like, oh, I got this. And then I'm like, oh, oh nope, there it is. And that's that second muscle. <laughs> yeah. And then we just kind of have to hang out for a little bit. But like, I like that, you know, the, the tickle, the tickle to open it up. Yeah, it really works. Yeah. It works. It's that's great. Awesome. Yeah. But so coming back to your question, what, what makes anal play pleasurable? Well, first off, the skin of the anus is as sensitive as the lips on your face. And I always specify that because some of us have lips in other places. Mm -hmm. But if you think about, you know, if you're kissing somebody and you can feel every ridge of their skin or like the bristles of their beard or, or whatever it is, that's how sensitive the anus is. So there's a lot of really exquisite nerve endings there. So that's one piece. A lot of people really like that sensation of the, the anal muscle stretching and opening up. Some people like that feeling of depth and, and you different people enjoy different things. I've talked to people who have lots and lots of experience with anal play, but they sometimes have like weird feelings because like, well, I'm still using the skinny little dildo that I first bought 20 years ago. Great. Go for it. No big deal. Right. It's all about what feels good to your body. Mm -hmm. You did mention the taboo factor. That's certainly true for a lot of people. But I, I really think it's an interesting experiment to, to explore anal play without bringing in a lot of fantasy or kink or dirty talk just to find out what about anal play feels good to you? Are you an in and out person? Do you like vibration? Do you like a sensation of fullness, but no motion? Do you enjoy it best when you're combining it with other kinds of play? Uh, I know plenty of folks who need cock or clit or some kind of other stimulation to make anal play feel good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has nothing to do with experience. It's not like there's a goal like, oh, I've, I've been doing this for five years. I should be able to have orgasms from anal without anything else. That's not how bodies work. No. So there's a lot of different reasons why, why folks enjoy it. But mostly, I really think it's because people like the sensation of it. And you know, that's the same answer as why do people like pizza? Mm -hmm. Why do people like dancing? Why do people like music? It's some folks are just wired that way and and not everybody is so if that's not you don't stress about it that's just that's how your body is mm -hmm. yeah time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in and it helps keep this podcast free to you and as much as i enjoy anal pleasure and receiving, you know, sometimes it's just, it'll be too much for me at, at a given point in the month or the week. Or, and I think that if someone has had an experience, which is going to be a prelude to the next question that it was an, they wanted to try out this thing called anal because shameless sex always talks about how great it is. And it wasn't 
pleasurable for them at the time. Uh, so revisiting seemed a little scary or yeah. maybe uh, not on, on the menu for that evening because they tried it once and that was too much. So going into that, though, about why some people are big fans, we kind of understand that. But that's not the case for everyone. And um, yeah. I know there were ouch moments in my life before I enjoyed anal sex. So wh why do you think some people are anti-anal? Yeah, I, I think there's a few a few reasons that, that happen for folks. Uh, and you mentioned one of them, and you touched on it, April, which is that a lot of folks have had painful experiences with it, especially if they were doing going too fast, going too big, their body wasn't warmed up. You know, this is one of the things I especially hear happening uh, for folks who learned how to have sex from watching porn. Mm -hmm. What they don't show you in porn is all of the warm up that happens before they get in front of a camera. And these are people who have a lot of sex and frequently a lot of anal sex. So their bodies are used to it. And so they do make it look very, very easy. And one of the unfortunate effects of that is that people in the bedroom figure, I'll just copy what I saw in that porn movie, and they're going way too fast. Mm -hmm. um, those folks in porn movies are warming up first, just like you know, professional athletes. They may show you a 10-second clip of them warming up. They don't show you the two hours of stretching that like a football player or a basketball player does before they get you know, in the game. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's one reason. Another reason is if you're not relaxed, your butthole is going to be tight, or at least it's more likely to be tight. A tight ass. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. And, and here's the thing. It has never, ever been effective to take someone by the shoulders and shake them and go, just relax, relax. <laughs> no. It's good. Relax. <laughs> that doesn't help ever. Mm -hmm. What can help is actually breathing. And I want to show y'all, is this a good time to show y'all my favorite relaxation yeah. breathing technique? All right. Yes. So, so this is a breathwork technique that actually stimulates the part of the nervous system that relaxes us. And it's a very common one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to inhale on a two count and exhale on a four count. And I'll do like three or four so folks watching can follow along. Now, here's the key piece. Two key pieces, actually one don't strain on the inhale. We're not going, <gasps> right? We're just breathing. And then as you exhale, open your mouth a little bit and imagine that you've got a soda straw and you want to make the tiniest bubbles possible. Mm -hmm. And and so uh, I'm going to do it a little audibly for the folks watching at home, but you can do this completely silently too. Mm -hmm. so, so this is what it looks like. You can even add a little sound. You can go. Ooh. Do one more of those. Ooh. It's making my leg tingle. My my hurt leg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that, that's, hurt that's legs your, relaxing. My hurt legs are your body relaxing. My butthole feels great. Right. Now here I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> so and now here's the big trick. Rather than saying to my partner, Hey, take a couple deep breaths and chill out. Instead, what I want to say to them is, let's take a few breaths together. Mm. And then we do it together. And that does two things. One, I'm not telling you what to do. So that feels safer. And two, 
we're doing it together. So you feel me relaxing. I feel you relaxing and everything just starts to come down. Mm. I love that when you make it like a wee, a wee situation, as opposed to like, you figure this out. We can do it together. <laughs> yeah. too. And it's probably going to help both of us. So right. we're all so anyone much involved. better. Yeah. So much better. And then the last reason, of course, why anal play is uncomfortable for some folks is lube. Everyone needs lube for anal play. Everyone does. And uh, what's tricky about this piece is that lubrication will help with this motion, right? The in and out motion, the friction that feels like a, a rope burn or frictiony sensation. But there's a different kind of skin discomfort that can happen from anal, which is happening from the skin of the anus expanding open. Mm. Uh, you know how in dry weather, if you're in the desert or in the winter time, uh, your lips can get dry and then they can kind of like crack when you smile. Mm -hmm. The same thing can happen to the anus. Mm. And that, if it's if it actually breaks the surface of the skin, it's called an anal fissure. And it can be really painful. It feels like a paper clip on your, a paper cut rather, mm -hmm. on your butthole. It's no fun at all. So if this is something that you experience, here's an easy way to heal it. Just like you would put lip balm on your lips, Take a little coconut oil or shea butter, get it on your finger, and after you wash in the shower, massage around and just inside the opening. Do that for a few days, and it's quite possible that the skin of the anus will just become more um, supple mm. and stretchy. That's smart. I, well, we're, we're like, so not we, but a lot of people, at least myself, I'm so good at putting lotion on my arms and my legs. Uh, I put lube on for, for sex, for anal sex, for vaginal sex, but I'm not like, oh, I should also like moisturize my asshole, <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is, yeah, it's really, really smart. This reminds me of a lot of things which we'll talk about with the prostate too, you know, these, that, these parts of our bodies are like, oh, you know, I, I exercise my arms and my legs and my abs, but I can also exercise internal uh, organs or um, parts of my body too. And so we'll get to that with the prostate piece. And like what you said about the the lube and so this will bring, go into the, oh, oh, oh I want to add one other thing though. Another reason why I think a lot of people don't like anal stuff is the doctor, the doctor with the, the anal exam, who's not, their job is not to make you feel good. If you've had one is yeah. not to like make you feel a whole bunch of pleasure and so they're kind of like, I mean, I don't, I've never, like I haven't had one. Colonoscopy or is that just a, if there's someone has hemorrhoids or something or colonoscopy, hemorrhoids, prostate exams, um, polyps yeah. in the rectum, all oh, kinds okay. of stuff. And, and you're right, Amy, doctors get, well, when they get trained, because that's a whole nother topic, but when they get trained, they don't train them. They, they don't want it to hurt because we won't come back to the doctor, but they don't want it to feel sexy because then you'll sue them for harassment so exactly. <laughs> right and and it's an interesting thing i hear this from a lot of men who say that like i got a prostate exam i didn't like it i guess this just isn't my thing i have never heard somebody with a vulva say oh yeah you know getting a pap test is really uncomfortable so i guess i just don't like fucking <laughs> i haven't heard that one either no. <laughs> never yeah. happens never happens <laughs> So it's a very similar thing. Yeah. Real quick. I know Amy has um, a, a juicy question, but real quick on fissures, because I remember at some point, um, maybe on another podcast or something, not that we've recorded, but before um, hearing about fissures like that, if you don't uh, use enough lubricant, which some folks might have, they mm -hmm. could uh, actually like there could be, I don't want to say permanent damage because that's not what I'm going for, but it can leave permanent um, like scar tissue almost if you don't work those things yeah. out. Is that true? Well, that and if you have a break in the skin and you have poop passing over it and now you're getting bacteria introduced to your 
bloodstream if there's a break there. So um, it can be risky. If you do have fissures, what I said before about coconut oil, apply it before you go to the bathroom and then mm. apply it afterwards. And, and what that'll do is like create a protective layer so that your, your open wound basically is not coming into contact with anything. Cool. Yeah. That's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I think this is from what I've learned is that why anal sex uh, for, for if you're not using protect condoms, uh, you're not using condoms and you are uh, sharing fluids with someone and you're, you know, you don't have your testing results and someone has something or you have a something, whatever, you're more likely to get it then from say like vaginal sex or oral sex, especially because uh, it's not as elastic and you can get those little fissures. Then you might, it might not even be like an open wound that you see, right? There can be like these oh, microscopic goes tears. Bloodstream. Exactly. And you can go in there a lot easier. It's not in the vaginal canal can get, gets those too, of course, but in a different way, there's more elasticity, more, it's, it's more, lubricated so just yeah everyone just if you're if you're practicing safer sex the area to really want to do that is is in your anal world so your anal canal and your butthole um so we're gonna uh talk a little bit about the um some tips and tricks for the for the booty play so um we already said lube is definitely one you gave the breathing exercise lube we are huge huge fans of uber lube over here as for all kinds of sex but especially for anal play uh, because it's silicone and long lasting. I um, mean, you ha have to apply less than you would with a water-based lube. And then we love it for vaginal sex, oral sex, all things. So we have lube. We kind of said something about sex toys and I'll just throw out there. Just, uh, I said like your anal safe sex toys have to have a base or a flange on them, kind of like a pacifier because, uh, because, you know, the anal canal turns into rectum, turns into colon, keeps on going. Whereas the vaginal canal has a stopper called a cervix. So um, yeah. You want to stop her in the outside for those. But Charlie, so booty loving in a nutshell. What are some of your other top tips for a beginner backdoor play? Get turned on first. Ooh, that's a good one. Right. So start with something you already know, making out or spanking or oral sex or inner, whatever it is you already know. You don't have to have an orgasm, although you could if you wanted to. But get turned on first that changes how the anal play is going to feel. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is actually my trick. Anytime anybody wants to introduce something new into their sexual repertoire, if you've never done spanking before, get turned on before you try it. If you've never done dirty talk before, get turned on before you try it. Because if you go into it cold, you're just sitting there thinking, where do I start? What do I do? Mm -hmm. so, so follow the arousal. I mentioned it before, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with needing some other kind of stimulation at the same time as anal. If your partner has difficulty coordinating two hands doing different things, you can play with your own genitals while they focus on your booty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I use, use a sex vibrator. toys. I okay. use vibrator. Yes, yeah. 100%. It was so helpful. Reason number five million why sex toys are awesome. <laughs> they really are. Um, also, Depending on how you're feeling on a particular day, your body's going to respond differently. You know, I have been exploring putting things in my butt since I was 14 years old. Mm. It's a long time. I'm not yeah. going to tell you how long, but a long time. <laughs> um, and I still have days where like a partner might insert a finger and I feel like, oh, yeah, my body's just not feeling it tonight listen to that mm -hmm. because every time you force yourself to do anal that you don't your body doesn't really want to do even if your brain wants to even if your heart wants to if your body doesn't want to uh what you're doing is teaching it to flinch mm -hmm. and that's gonna tighten everything up so um 
don't be goal-oriented about it, right? Anal sex is any kind of erotic anal touch. Fingers, toys, mouths, penises, dildos, it's all anal sex. It's anal sex if you're having intercourse, you know, PV intercourse doggy style, and you insert a finger into your partner's butt. That's also anal sex. Or just on the outside. like I'm Or just, just on the outside. Anus. Yeah, yeah. So that's anal play right yeah. there. Yeah. So, so play, play with it. And don't get goal-oriented about what it has to look like. I, ironically, the less goal-oriented you are, the more pleasurable it's going to be, the more likely it is that you'll find a way to experience anal intercourse if you want that. Mm-hmm. I think my orgasms are better when, I, when I'm not focused on having the orgasm. Like I can want one, but I'm not like, I must have one. And then right. I, they're, be- they're stronger. Or when you get frustrated that you're not having one, that's what happens yeah. to me. And then I'm like, why am I not orgasming right now? It's so horny. <laughs> and then I get like mad at myself. Then I get in my head and then I'm like, drop back in. April, the drop back in. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that's difficult sometimes. It mm. is. It is. And there's a way that that shows up for, uh, many men in particular, because a lot of us have absorbed the conditioning that says that my partner's orgasm is a sign of how skilled I am as a lover and therefore how masculine I am. And so I talk with a lot of folks who get trapped in this vicious circle, especially male-female couples, where she's having the experience similar to what you described just now, April, and, and the dude is there like trying so hard. What if I just try harder? What if I just try harder? Is that going to do it? And instead, it creates pressure mm-hmm. and that shuts everything down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, take a breath, chill the fuck out, go get a snack, come back later, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's an important, I think pressure, just press pause when there's pressure. It's it's not sexy. Pressure is not a helpful uh, thing to to build arousal in in certain situations Unless maybe it's like on my g spot or, or the prostate <laughs> right you're like okay something needs some pressure uh but the actual uh emotional pr- pressure to to have your body perform in a specific way is quite the opposite of of arousal for for a lot of people right time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. 
They turn this research into tasteful educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. I would like to get our thinking caps on, Charlie, and postulate the prostate. Mm. I mean, I think we can take the prostate as a given. <laughs> yeah. We okay. have to postulate. So we know it's a thing. We know, we know it's, a, it's thing. a thing. But well, let's talk about it from the stance of what is it? You are such an expert with this. Where is it? And what does it do? Yeah, three very big questions. So, um, let me start with the second one first. Where is the prostate? The, the prostate is shaped like a donut. It's got a tube that runs through the center of it, and it sits right below the bladder so that the tube that comes out of the bladder goes through the middle of the prostate and then goes through the shaft of the penis and then out the opening. So uh, that's where it is from an anatomical perspective. From a sex perspective, the way you can find somebody's prostate is if you followed all of the tips about how to get a finger inside someone that we're not going to get into right now, but those are in other podcasts. It's about two inches, so about five centimeters inside the anus, which is about as long as my finger, which is very convenient. And a lot of people call it the male G-spot. So if you stick a finger into somebody and curl the tip of your finger up towards their belly button, or if they're face down, down towards their belly button, what you're looking for is something about the size of a ripe plum. Hmm. And it'll have the texture of a ripe plum. But uh, what makes that a little tricky is that the prostate, just like the penis and other parts of the body, they expand and engorge with blood during arousal. So if you go looking for someone's prostate and they aren't turned on, you might not be able to find it or they might not report that it feels good. If you wait for them to get turned on and the prostate has blown up like a little water balloon, you're going to have a much firmer sensation on your fingertip so that you can find it that way. I think you've described it before was that that the you had people touch their tip of their nose and you're like, that's yeah. like prostate. And then you touch it, your cheek and that's the rest of the rectum. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is like the, the texture that you're looking for. It's like the tip of your nose. Versus this yeah. over uh -huh. here. Yeah. And uh, you'll be able to feel the back third or half of it because what you're doing is feeling it through the wall of the rectum. It, it would be like if I put a golf ball underneath a carpet and you can feel the golf ball through the carpet. Okay. That's, that's kind of what we're looking at here. What, what the prostate does from a reproductive perspective is it produces much of the fluid that's in semen. So, so sperm comes from the testicles, and then the actual fluid comes from the prostate, and then the seminal vesicles, which are like little wings on the prostate. And so during ejaculation, what happens is, is the gland squeezes down, 
And all of that stuff gets mixed inside the tube of the urethra, and then the muscles ejaculate and it comes out. So, so when, when people talk about that point of no return in, in like the penis orgasm, that point is the prostate squeezing down. Mm. That's what you're feeling there. It's okay. So maybe this is not the most intelligent question, but I, it just came up for me because I don't know. If you have an orgasm stimulated from prostate massage, is the ejaculate fluid different than if you have a penis ejaculation? Ooh, that's a great question. That's fabulous. Is it? I love that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. I love that. You get A plus April. <laughs> a plus for April. Um, anal plus. A plus. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, so sometimes people will find the prostate massage makes them ejaculate more volume because you're kind of like wringing out the sponge a little bit. You're pressing more of those little microscopic glands. And so more fluid is like collecting. But having said that, other folks do find that receiving anal play means they don't ejaculate as far because like if you're massaging on one rhythm and the body is squeezing on another rhythm, they're kind of competing with each other. It's kind of like, um, squeezing a garden hose part way like you're it's just blocking the flow so uh, it's not uncommon for folks to report more volume but less distance hmm. oh, okay interesting yeah i want the distance just kidding i don't care about the distance i like never <laughs> appeared about that i'm like why is that so hot to some people but okay uh, so so for prostate play um this is just getting still connected to this last question april asked you so, because you're just talking about the the different differences in in the the volume of fluids and things, mm. can it it is known a question mark uh, to be something that can lead to more full bodied orgasms as opposed to like that you know two second moment of bliss orgasm. And then um, I had another question related to that one as well. Oh, and then the other thing I'd heard is that a lot of times the cock can go soft during prostate play and orgasm. So those are I guess both questions for you. Is it true? What does that mean? Ah, yeah. All right. So. Um... Starting with that second one. Yeah, a lot of people, the cock gets soft during anal penetration. And sometimes it's because the focus is not on the penis. And especially as men, as we get older, often we experience if you don't have direct contact, you get a little softer. But also the muscles of the pelvis and particularly the pelvis floor have to relax to be able to do penetration which means that the muscles that are helping to hold the blood inside the erection are also relaxing. That makes uh, perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. so it, it makes a lot of sense if you think about it that way. If that's a concern for you, you know, include some, some cock stimulation while you're doing it or use a cock ring or just don't worry about it and focus on, on what's feeling good. Mm -hmm. The other question you asked, it's really interesting to me that the way that people describe prostate orgasms versus penis orgasms is very similar to the way folks with vulvas often describe G-spot versus clitoral. So G-spot and prostate are often described as more full body, more expansive, rolling waves. There might not be like a sharp peak and drop, but more like a series of, of waves like that. Clitoris and penis orgasms are often described as like tighter, shorter, more focused, more about like the contraction and the squeeze. Um, so yeah, it is a really interesting thing that here are these two parts of the body that have seem to have very similar experiences for people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think uh, 
experiencing a full body prostate orgasm is something that everyone with a prostate can try to do. And it is super fun. So, okay. If you don't have someone to help you stimulate your prostate, cause you can, um, I mean, if you're not good at yoga either and you can't get into some yeah. position where you're bending, like, so let's say that I'm a prostate owner and I want to stimulate my own prostate. How is it possible to access the P spot and actually have some pleasure from this? And does it make me gay? Yeah. I mean, not you. In particular, but well, so, um, yeah, so how you do it yourself can be tricky. You know, if you are flexible enough to reach it yourself, you can. A lot of folks find it easier to squat rather than be on their back because then, like, the, the weight of your body is kind of pushing everything down towards your pelvic floor. Uh, but if your fingers aren't flexible enough or long enough to reach, this is where dildos come in. Basically, anything that's anal safe, right? So it has a base, non-porous, all that good stuff. If it's about two or three inches long, that's all you need. It'll be easier if your toy is rigid rather than soft and flexible. So that way, as you're angling it, you get good pressure. And um, if it has like a bulb at the tip, um, so if it's like, if it's, a, I, sh I should have had one here. If it's like a, a dildo that looks like a, like a stick with a little ball on the end, mm -hmm. or if you have a toy that's shaped like a penis, that has a really prominent head. If you slide it in and out, you're going to get like the ball of it rubbing back and forth on the prostate like that. Mm -hmm. So that's super fun. Should it have a little curvature at all? Or should you, does it matter? That's, that's what I was going to say. So oh, some okay. people find a little curvature helps just like with the G spot. Basically, if you have a G-spot toy that is anal safe, you can try it for the prostate. Yeah, that's um, like the um, the the Plex with Flex, flex by yeah. Hot Octopus that right. is an anal toy that also works for the G-spot. And it's flexible, and it's so you can really, yeah, you can kind of... I mean, it's still, it's still firm, it. though. It's still firm silicone, but has like a little, not like, not like rubber jelly, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, a little give, a yeah. little give. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and then the, the other question, you know, does this make me gay? You know, when, when, uh, Aislinn and I wrote The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure. We devoted a whole chapter to the gender issues that show up for cis men around prostate play and anal play. And so, so here's two things I want to say about that. Number one, there's nothing wrong with any sexual orientation. We just, as a culture, we got to get over that. But number two, by definition, any sexual activity that is done by two people of different genders is heterosexual. So if two cisgender people, a man and a woman, are she's giving him prostate play, that is still heterosexual sex. Right? The act itself is not heterosexual or homosexual because that word only refers to the people involved. Now, having said all that, it does bring up a lot of fears for folks. There's a lot of gender training that goes into keeping the pelvic floor tight. A big reason why so many men have lower back pain is because we get taught not to walk like a girl, which basically means don't move your hips when you mm, walk. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, it's all it's all connected. Need more uh, swagger, more swagger. Exactly. Got to learn yeah. to dance. Yeah. Got to learn to dance. I'm just yeah. saying. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, so anal play isn't going to change your sexual orientation, but what it can do is open up your mind and your heart to possibilities that you were previously not letting yourself see. Mm -hmm. So it's not that it didn't change your orientation, it just let you see that there was more to your sexuality than you realized. 
having said all that, um, I've talked with a lot of people about this consistently among cisgender men who experience receiving anal play, we become much better givers mm. because, you know, I would never, you know, trust food from a chef who never tasted their own meals. Like, why would I, why would I do that with anal play? Uh, you know, the, the best way to make sure that you are a skilled and competent giver is to know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. um, totally. Because, you know, I know what it feels like in my body if I'm pushing myself to go faster than my body is ready for. So now I know not to do that with a partner. Yeah, um, that's great for all anal play, right? Like if you weren't, well, even if you're not doing prostate play, if you're just going to be stimulating someone else's ass, because it's a universal orifice, you might as well at least have some idea of what it's like to have your own ass stimulated with your finger, but meaning like, what is, what, is, what are the muscles doing? What is that tightness? What is that, what are the sphincter yeah. muscles feel like? Yeah, what, what does it feel like to when, um, you know, somebody has their finger inside me and there's a loud noise or the dog barks or my kid knocks on the bedroom door and everything goes... <laughs> Yeah. Now that I know what that feels like, I'm not going to freak out at my partner if they have that experience. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a big fan. Try it. Yeah. People. Also, these things don't like for people out there, because I have had conversations with cis hetero men about their prostates because I like to gather and get information from people and their friends usually. And a lot of them do say, well, I don't I don't want it to make me gay or I don't want and I'm like, okay, so you're a very, very smart person, you know, that that's not going to happen. And, and it doesn't have anything to do with orientation. It's, 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 it's stimulation. So, and there's nothing wrong with you if you like this and it can even be healthy. So that question was geared for folks out there because yeah, there's no, there's no shame in butt play. Okay? I've heard even non-cis men, so cis women, straight cis women, say like that they think if if their man or a man is into it then like that does that mean they're gay and i'm like no so it's so the, it's not about the behavior the behavior does not determine our orientation it's the people that we are into actually having sex with or attracted to and we decide what that orientation is um you know up for interpretation but to you but just because i do a thing doesn't make me you know the things that are that are culturally identified around that being a thing. Right. And by the way, everyone, not all gay men like anal play. Just no, saying, exactly. not everyone likes to receive or give anal play yeah. in the gay world. So there, there was actually a study I read a while back. Um, they surveyed gay men about their sexual encounters over the previous year, I think it was, and something like seventy percent of gay men had engaged in anal play in the last year, giving or receiving. Mm. which makes sense because that's a community where a lot of people are talking about this kind of sex. But think about what that means that 30% of gay men did not have any kind of anal sex in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. a significant number. I have plenty of gay man friends, dudes, I call them dudes that are, they're not receiving anal. They, they will give, but it's like, mm -hmm. so there's just such a, there's just a diversity of, yeah. Of yeah. The, this to explore and again, not the behavior. It's yeah, not the behavior. It's not. It's, it's, not it's like I'm gay as book, but I don't. Yeah. So yeah. it's like okay. So yeah. it's just we need to move beyond that in really society. Do. It's so yeah. So it's, just, it's a fun quest. That was a fun question. Yeah. So, yeah. I, like, I love that question. Yeah. I love that. Well, question. It's, it's important. It's important to clear up. And if some, so if you're listening and you're like, I already knew that. Well, then cool because we have more information for you. Yeah. One thing I want to add to this because we don't. Have, we're going to move in, into a little more about the process, and then we have to wrap the podcast soon. We get a lot of questions from people about 
on the cleanliness thing. And this applies to all anal sex. And so one thing I'll say uh, from our experience over here, April and Amy would like anal play. And we also both have the ability to you squirt from time to time. We are huge fan of the liberator fascinator throws in black in particular, the color black. Um, because any of, because they do have a tan. Like, I do not want tan for my anal play. Okay. Well, they, they have a tan. One. I saw a tan. I'm like, why would I, I have do a that? purple and a black and I always go to the black. Yeah. The, I'm just like, I'll be good. But the black. And so, because one, it can hold a lot of fluids. You can easily just throw it in the wash after, and it doesn't show anything that might happen because while yes, you can do enemas and various things and try to be as clean as possible. Sometimes things happen. Shit happens sometimes. And it doesn't always happen. But, uh, if you ever, if you don't own one of these blankets, I highly suggest getting one or try one and also we talked about the plex with plex p-l-e-x and both of these things you can get at purepleasureshop.com use coupon code shameless sex you get 15 percent off and they're awesome also no ass to vag ever no ever, ass to ever, vag. ever we cannot no. highlight Instant that enough. Either, whether it's fingers uh sex toys or uh penises or anything just no ass to no vag. thank you without cleaning between and even if you're uh, or in addition to that if you're doing like rear entry like doggy style gravity might make the lube drip down onto the vulva so yeah. take a you know take a take a, a, a hand towel and just like wipe yeah before yep. we oh, switch. they make that little fat. They make a mini fascinator now oh, for your toys. Yeah, I've for the toys. It for like a little mini. It's like it's like a little mini blanket. It's so mini, sweet. a mini and squirt blanket. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. So you could use that as your as your oh, yeah. towel. towel. It could be a pee pad for dogs. Okay, anyways, huh. sidetrack. Uh, sorry, I was just thinking about that. Like yeah. in the airport, we should bring yeah. that. All right, anyways. Um, so okay, I love all the all these pieces of information. Um, okay, so before we talk more a little bit more about, about your book and wrap up, so what if I'm a prostate admirer? Like say say you you Charlie, I believe have a prostate, right? So say uh, you and I are being intimate, and I would like to pleasure your P spot. What are some top tips for me as the the giver with another person? And I'm um, I know we talked about the anal parts of like mm-hmm. anal insertion and things like that, but what, what when it comes to prostates? So a couple of things about the prostate. If you're using fingers. Um, stroke, don't poke. Ooh. We don't want to do this. No pokey we, finger. We want to do this. More like a strokey rub. Right. Like, a strokey and you're doing rub. pretty slowly too when you're doing that. It's yeah. Not too well, you, you st- basically firm, slow, steady pressure to start with. And then you can increase in intensity, just like with a G spot. You can find, like, as arousal goes up, you can go a little bit more intense. Um, as far as finger moves go, Again, it's very similar to the G-spot, the come hither. I'll do it sideways. There's the mm. come hither. This is the only time anyone ever says hither, and yet we all know what it means. <laughs> yes, this is true. You're right. right. <laughs> Otherwise, that word's out. Yeah. Right? You, you can do circles like this. You can do tapping. Windshield wipers is a fun Ooh. one, although that's difficult on the wrist. Oh, yeah. You can do big circles over the whole surface. You could do little circles over one little spot. Mm-hmm. Um with all of these though most people not everybody but most people if you do the same thing for too long the nerve endings just get used to it and then they're like yeah whatever what's next so, right so <laughs> yeah. so change it up you know change the move you're doing you can cycle between two or three different techniques go from lighter touch to heavier touch or less focus on the prostate more on the cock and then back to the prostate again one thing, though, as somebody's getting close to orgasm, what you may find if your finger is touching their prostate is that it will suddenly like expand quite dramatically, um, and then it squeezes down. 
right? If you feel that big expansion happen where suddenly it's pressing really firmly on your fingertips, keep doing what you're doing because you've switched on the roller coaster and nothing's going to stop it now. <laughs> so um, that is not the time. That That's the point of no return that I mentioned. So once you hit that, just go with it because there's nothing else to do. And then orgasm town. Is, is one finger typically um, enough for the prostate or is there a time where two could be used or just, just talk to your partner and figure it out kind of thing? Well, so that's more of an issue as far as what the anus can accommodate, right? If the mm -hmm. anus can accommodate two fingers, then do two fingers, because then you can do walking fingers, right? You can do alternating, um, or you get more surface area with circles. Mm -hmm. um, more than two fingers, though, what happens, depending on the size, if you've got little hands, you might be able to do three fingers. But for people with larger hands, three fingers is wider than the prostate. So you're not actually getting any more prostate stimulation, but you are getting more anal stimulation. Like, do it if you like it. Mm -hmm. But um, really, two fingers for most people will sort of cover most of the surface area. Trim those nails, everyone. Trim, Trim nails. those nails. And if you yeah. have a thing with germophobia and you're afraid to have poo particles on you because it's there's a chance it's you know it could happen, but use a you could use a glove. I, yeah. I, I use gloves because my hands are always torn up from gardening or working out or whatever. Um, so I use gloves anyway. And if you're not sure if your fingernails are smooth or short enough, rub them along your lips. If you feel any edges here. Get out the nail file because if you can feel it here, yeah, your partner's gonna feel it down there. Yeah, that's good advice because I just felt some jagged <laughs> edges like, on my like, prostate fingers no, right no, now. Good, uh, Charlie, you are the best. So, okay, you have this incredible book that's been out for quite a while because yeah, ten years now. Ten years, yeah, yeah I, I do, and it's it's such a great <laughs> book. You co-authored. We referenced you in our book uh, because it's just such a quintessential thing to have in your book archive in your library to have to reference. So tell us more about the ultimate guide to prostate pleasure where people can buy that as well. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's Amazon and it's Kindle and it's Audible. Um, I'm not the person who recorded it. They got somebody else to do it. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I love that. I love everything that's in there. Everything in there is still I stand by it 100%. But I didn't know all of the pieces like earlier when I mentioned about cellular division and the formation of the anus. I didn't know that 10 years ago. Someday I might rewrite it, but mm -hmm. everything that's in there right now is plenty to get you started, uh, give you all the basic info for partners, for the people experiencing it, how to pick toys, how to talk about the gender piece of it, hygiene, uh, and the chapter on prostate health and uh, the possible benefits of prostate massage especially for those of us with prostates as we get older. You just do a second edition, Charlie. Yeah, there you I, go. So, I've yeah. been, I've been toying with the idea. I really yeah. have. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of work to do. And um, and everyone, we have that at we Pure Pleasure as well. We work the book it's, is. Yeah, I can't. And yours was. We don't even know how, a, a I'm sure revision yes. still is a lot of work. And you're like, okay, where do I put this? Move, move the information around. So but we have that at purepleasureshop.com as well. Um, so yeah, we, we love all things, all things, Charlie and remind me, uh, or I'm minus of the person you co-authored this book with, uh, Aislinn Amerzian. Uh, okay. she was my coworker at good vibrations when we, 
when we started okay. all of this. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend checking out that book uh, and more of Charlie's work, which brings us to Charlie, tell our listeners about your offerings, how they can find you, how they can work with you, all of the, all of the fun stuff. Awesome. Well, these days I'm mostly focusing on my coaching, either with individuals or couples. And I do that both in Seattle and over Zoom. And you can find out all about that at makesexeasy.com. And I'm getting back into teaching again. I just have not yet figured out what that looks like now that we're in a post-COVID world. Although, just to say, it's 2023, COVID is still happening. We're not post-COVID yet. Yeah, 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 just a little less heavy than it was before. And just for saying. everyone listening, Charlie's coaching sessions aren't just about the prostate or anal. No. Charlie, like I said, it's April true. and I Help worked with through them. getting through my divorce, yeah. the aftermath of of all of that. And yeah, you. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so uh, happy to hear that. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's that awesome. 2016 that you yeah. worked with me. Yeah, I remember that. April being like very thankful. It was, yeah. it was, uh, and I would just recommend talking to Charlie uh, or having a session with Charlie if uh, you. you want to explore any of these things. And sex and relationship coaching is what you specialize what in. And hands-on work. And hands-on work really. too, which is so and, cool. And, and also if anybody out there is looking for a, a, a sex or relationship coach and for whatever reason, I'm not the right fit for them, you are still welcome to get in touch with me and I can connect you with my colleagues because um, you know my goal is to help people find the support they need. If that's not me, I will happily find somebody who can do it. That's Love a that. sign of a great person yeah. to work with. That was my, that's my favorite. I remember when you and I were having like one of our last sessions, you're like, so I think you're probably ready just to to go out there in the world. If you need, <laughs> like you me, need me, you let yeah. me know. I was like, you're right, Charlie, but I just love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's pay you to talk and be my friend. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, let's just be friends. Well, yeah. well, we are. And we've hung out lots and I, I just adore Charlie. Yeah. And thank, thank you, you so much for all of the incredible work that you continue to do. Uh, your offerings are amazing. Go and check out, no matter if you're a, an um, admirer of prostates or you own a prostate or you're curious about prostates, check out the ultimate guide to prostate pleasure. It will inspire you to learn more about your own body or your partner's bodies. And uh, yes, Charlie will will definitely want to have you back again. And hopefully not as much time will go by, but there was sort of a weird three-year period where no one knew what the fuck was going on anyway. So <laughs> yeah. uh, that doesn't count. That three years yeah. didn't count. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. No, not really at all. So uh, to all of our listeners, out there thank you for diving deep into Ooh. the shameless sex butthole that is <laughs> our show every tuesday uh we absolutely adore you all we love you so much please rate us on itunes and spotify that helps people this is a free resource it helps people find folks like charlie it helps people find all of the incredible experts and coaches and doctors and enthusiasts that we have on our show and it, remember this is free and it's really kind of like amazing that this these tools you don't have to pay for and you can check out all of our sponsors though because that's how we are able to feed ourselves and give you such quality sound from our editors and beyond uh and let's see i don't think i'm missing anything else other than 
Amy? I was just going to say, we oh. said this earlier in the podcast, but, uh, but we carefully choose our sponsors. So yes. so that's what April's saying about uh, support, support our sponsors. They are people or brands um, that we uh, have tried and we love. So, um, and I think, what do you normally say after that? How do you well, end the show? Again? I know. I felt like there was one other thing I was going to say, but I don't know. So at this point, we we'll just, we're going to, yes, <laughs> that is, is, uh, tr- is true for sure. And we'll see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.